Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and let's take a look at the August 2010 CTSS quiz cases. Ten very interesting cases, and hopefully you enjoyed them. So let me just go through them with you and tell you what you got right and what you got wrong. This is a great case because I haven't seen too many of these. If you look very carefully at the axial images and particularly at the 3D volume rendered in an oblique plane, you see a large filling defect in the aorta. It's very focal. It's not a dissection. It really is actually a thrombus. People have talked about intravascular tumors, which are indeed even rarer. Uh, we've seen thrombus. Interestingly, it's always been in this location. Obviously, this is a very serious process. At times, we've seen them go in and remove these with CVDL, though this is the largest one I've seen, and I'm not certain what they're going to do about it, but just a wonderful case. And it's not a pseudo-lesion, obviously. Angiosarcoma is an interesting thought, though rare in the aorta, and it's surely not going to be at this section. So just a very nice example. Okay, let's look at this case. What do you see? Well, forget the answers for a second. What you're seeing, if you look at the liver, is scalloping on the liver surface. And when you see scalloping on the liver surface, you've got to be thinking of pseudomyxoma peritonei. Now, in this case, we're looking at a male, and so then you're thinking about causes. Appendix is a good cause, mucosal, things like that, colon cancer potentially. In female, when you see scalloping, you're thinking about uh, maybe even ovarian cancer. But scalloping is a very, very classic thing. You see it on the liver typically. You can see it on the spleen. Uh, pseudomyxoma peritonei is a great answer. Often you see a lot more disease than this, but this is sort of localized. But it's not simply cysts on the liver, and it's not an abscess, and it's not a mesothelioma. It's pseudomyxoma peritonei. Just a very nice example of that. This is an interesting case, and the first thing is, what is the diagnosis? Well, you see two large kidneys, multiple cysts, many of them high density. This is classic polycystic kidney disease. The patient also has liver cysts, so it's polycystic kidney disease and polycystic liver disease. I remember when I was a resident, there was always the comment that patients with polycystic kidney disease had an increased incidence of renal cell carcinoma, though that indeed is not the case. They have an increased incidence of high-density cysts due to prior hemorrhage. They have calcified cysts. As for transitional cell carcinoma, there is, I made up that question. I made up those answers. There is no increased risk. So the answer is false. There is no increased risk. And if I asked the question for renal cell carcinoma, there would be no increased risk as well. So just a very nice case of PCK with polycystic liver disease. Uh, you can see a transplant kidney in the right lower quadrant. Just a very nice example. Now, in this case, I asked you for the best diagnosis. So the, so the question is, what are you seeing? I show you two views, and what I'm accentuating is the aortic valve, and I'm showing you extensive calcification. You also notice in the 3D volume rendered views of the entire aorta, the ascending aorta is dilated. When you see a dilated ascending aorta, you see calcified valve leaflets, you're talking about aortic stenosis. Okay, very simple. That banana-shaped configuration of the aorta is just an excellent, excellent example. This is a terrific case. When you look to the left lower quadrant, you see what is classic an intersusception on the axial imaging. You see the fat centrally, the vessels being pulled. And then you look at the coronal view and you see it very nicely. What's unusual about this case, most of the interceptions we see are small bowel, sometimes small bowel into large bowel. But this is large bowel into large bowel. It's interception of a tumor of the uh, colon and the descending colon tracking downward and intersuscepting. So answer B 
Intussusception of a colon tumor, this was an adenocarcinoma, is just absolutely terrific case. I've never quite seen one exactly like that. I've seen some intussusceptions of the colon, but as I said, usually it's small bowel to, into colon, or it's like a cecal carcinoma, but never a descending colon, just uh, telescoping downwards. So just a wonderful, wonderful case. This is a beautiful case. Look at the volume-rendered images of the skin. You see multiple polypoid masses. Holbrun, neurofibromatosis on that. You can get lymphoma with skin lesions. You can get a number of different things with lesions, but not this many. Then you look inside the abdomen. You see deformity of the spine and a paraspinal mass, which was a neurofibroma with secondary erosions. You can consider neurofibrosarcoma. This is a wonderful example of neurofibromatosis. Okay, nothing to think about. Melanoma can give you skin nodules. I guess you can have multiple metastases, but they don't look like skin tags, and they don't have this appearance. Just a very, very nice example. This is an interesting case, and I just show you this to make a good point. Early phase imaging, late phase imaging. Late phase imaging, acute polynephritis, home run diagnosis, striated nephrograms, no problem. Early phase imaging, I think you can make the call as well. Looking at the left kidney, particularly mid-portion laterally, the enhancement of the cortex is not the same in the lower half of the kidney as it is in the upper half of the kidney. Similar findings on the right side. We do make the point if you're thinking polynephritis, the excretory phase is best, but most of the time I can suggest it essentially on any phase. One comment to make in this patient, the kidneys are also large. Could this be lymphoma? You know, I've seen lymphoma infiltrate and look like polynephritis. So in a sense, the answer could be yes. But once the patient has fever, you know, the whole history is perfect for, uh, and there's no adenopathy. The history is perfect for polynephritis. XGP, you got to be seeing stones. It's usually unilateral. Desmoid tumor, I guess I needed a fourth answer to fill in. So not going to be too much of a problem. This case is just a good example, a nice simple case. What is this lesion? It's large, but it's water density, well-defined. There's no nodularity in the wall. We look carefully. I've shown you a few cystic tumors uh, or cysts with tumors arising in their wall. But this is just a nice example of a simple cyst. So that large lesion is just a simple cyst. Now there is a second lesion in the kidney on the left, which is a hemorrhagic cyst. There are cysts on the right. There's stones on the right. But this large lesion that hopefully you thought about is simply a Bosniak 1 cyst. No problem. Okay? What about this case? And I, I show this case again to make a point. Non-contrast CT, high density in the wall, seen axially and uh, sagittally in the descending thoracic aorta. Beautiful example, classic intramural hematoma. Okay? Very, very simple. Very, very easy. Uh, no problem. Easy diagnosis, no mistake. Uh, again, you give contrast, but this makes the point why you do non-contrast CT and suspected dissections, because you can really see the intramural hematoma. Okay? Just a very, very nice example. This is a great case. Uh, you see a TIPS catheter in place. You see the liver is irregular in enhancement arterially and venous. Spleen is enlarged. You see some nodules in the right lobe of the liver, which are seen on late phase as well, but get a little bit bigger. And you're saying, what is this? Hepatoma? Well, hepatomas can be infiltrating, but this pattern of enhancement with this nodularity is not hepatoma. What about the nodule? Well, it could be, I guess. This is not hepatic adenomas. Fibrolamella hepatoma, again, the pattern of the liver and the TIPS catheter uh, lead you away from that. 
But what we're really talking about here, and I told you the patient has Bud Chiari, so this nodule is a regenerating nodule. Again, you could think hepatoma, but the key thing to me is the nodule tends to get bigger with time, not smaller. It doesn't become isodense as hepatomas typically do, or become less dense. This is a very nice example of regenerating nodules. Uh, in fact, if I showed you all the slices, this patient had multiple regenerating nodules. One of the hallmarks of Bud Chiari is regenerating nodules, but multiple nodules. So with that, I've shown you 10 terrific cases, and I hope you enjoyed them. Thanks a lot.